So uh, we're going to play a game, another game. That's right, a second game, game number two in this day of games. And so I need a, I need, no, I need one student and I need one leader. I'm going to, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. And yeah, come on, all right. Did you play the other game? Okay, I didn't think you did. All right, so this game, in this game, you've got to be, you've got to have a celebrity mindset. You've got you to be able to, get, so what, what it is, the game is celebrities in middle school, all right? So we're going to show a picture of a celebrity when they were in middle school, and you have to try to guess who that celebrity is. And we'll take turns, we'll take turns, we'll let you guess, and then if you don't get it, then you get to steal, and then the next round, you'll go first, and she can steal. Got it? Oh, name grade in school. Um, I'll hold the mic, thank you. Um, I'm Savannah, I'm in eighth grade, and I go to Autry. Good. Name grade in school. I'm Lexi, and I go to KSU, and I'm a junior. And junior, all right. All right, so here we go. Number one, I'm going to let you go first, all right? Here we go. First celebrity. Who is that? Who do you think that is that... that Funny little boy with the bowl haircut. I love that little jag in the front of his bangs. Somebody, somebody cut his hair for him. Who do you think it is? Give a guess. You've got to talk in the microphone so they can hear you. I have a loud voice. Who do you think it is? You. <laughs> yes, it is me. I am a celebrity. No, it's not. Who do you think it is? Um, the only person that I can think of is Chip Gaines. Chip Gaines. No, it's actually Tom Cruise. Hey, did and did you notice? Have you, has anybody ever noticed that Tom Cruise actually has a middle tooth? He has a middle tooth. Like most people have a gap in the middle. He has a center tooth. Look, his tooth is centered with his nose. Is that crazy? And you never notice. You never notice. And then all of a sudden you go. That's weird, right? All right, so here we go. Celebrity number two. Celebrity number two. Who do you think that might be? Jimmy Fallon. She says Jimmy Fallon, and that is correct. That's one. You've got one to zero. Zero. All right, here you go. Chance to get a point. Next celebrity. Oh, wait, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Very good. That is correct. That's one to one. I know that one. Good job. See, you do know celebrities. I know you didn't know who Jimmy Fallon is? Like, she goes, I know who young people are. What? All right. All right. Next one. Here we go. Is that Shia LaBeouf? It is Shia LaBeouf. Oh, my goodness. It's, he was in Holes. Did you ever see that movie, Holes? It's an older movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, the book's better, but the movie's okay. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Beyonce. Beyonce is correct. You guys are much better than the other group. All right, Beyonce. So that's two to two, right? Is it three? Did you get three? No, it's two to two. Two to two. 
Don't correct me. I had the score right. And I'm getting it from the back, too. All right, next one. Are you ready? The next one. Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow, Gwyneth Paltrow. Very good. She got that right off. You are getting, you are getting destroyed over here. Three to two. That, that was a hard one, too. And that is actually from her yearbook. <laughs> it wasn't her actual yearbook photo, but that was in her yearbook. So that's great. You know, you must have friends on the yearbook committee. All right, here we go. Next one. Who is... Sh no, shh, 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 shh. Let her guess. Richie Rich? It is not Richie Rich. You have a guess? No guess? No guess? Yes? Is it you? It is not me, but, <laughs> but I did look very similar to this. And, uh, I did look very similar. This is star of American Idol, late night, Rock and Eve, New Year's Rock and Eve, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Can you believe that? Isn't that a good one? That's a good... That's a good transformation. All right. So you're going first this time. Three to two. You're still up. So next one. Here we go. Uh, you, you probably, you might not know this one. This is actually probably a high school picture. You, neither of you might know this one. I probably should have left this one out. But. Can we do another one? Yeah, let's go ahead and just show who this is. It's James Franco. James Franco. All right. Let's uh, show the next one. We'll, we'll let you guess this one. Here we go. What do you think? Um, no, that's not it. No guess? I, I don't know. No guess. <laughs> um, um. Oh, I hear it. Stop it. Stop it. Rocky. <laughs> I'll give you half a point. It, it is the, he did play Rocky. It's Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone right there. So two and a half to three. Two and a half to three. What? You're going go first. You're going first this time. So here we go. Next one. Next one. Michael Jackson? What the heck? Do you have a guess? Do you have a guess? Oh, someone from the Beatles, yeah. No, not someone from the Beatles. Um, can we get a hint for this one? Because I, is he? He is an older, older actor. Um, got his start on the TV show ER. And he has the same first name as the father of our country. George, um, George something. Yeah, it is George something. George Harrison? No, it's neither. The, it's George Clooney. Come on, you guys. Come on. Come on. 
All right, here we go. Let's do one more. Well, we'll do two more. All right, no, we'll do the rest. We'll Zoe do the rest. Deschanel. Who? Zoe Deschanel. That is correct. Zoe Deschanel. That's four to two and a half. Four to two and a half. All right, here we go. Next one. Next one. <laughs> you think it's Dolly Parton? <laughs> Who do you think it is? I'll give you a hint. Give me a hint. She is on a show. Do I watch it? I don't know. She's on a show with someone else who was earlier. With one of the one of the people earlier. Oh wait! Oh my god, wait, 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 she's on is she on the American Idol? Not on American Idol, but the but you've got the right co-host. Is on the voice? No, no. He you have the right co-host, but his other show. He has another show? How many shows does this dude have? He has a morning show. Five, Five four, four um, three, um, two, Miley Cyrus. one. Not Miley Cyrus. Katie Couric? No, Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa. Very good. Now that's a big change right there. I think her eyes even changed color. What's happening here? She's like got a genetic makeover. All right. Here we go. One more. Two more. One more. One more. Here we go. Last one. Last one. Emma Stone. Emma Stone is correct. Very good. All right. So you are the winner. Hey, here's the thing. The reason I love, I love to look at these, because think about this. Think about this. Little Emma Stone there on the left. She, she was, when she was in middle school, think about this. She looked in the mirror every day and probably said, I'm just nothing. I'm just like, I've got too many freckles. My teeth are funny. Yeah, like that. I, I, you know, what, what's happening to me? And she had no idea what she would be. She thought she would be, those, all those pictures on the left all thought that that's what they would be for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest looked at himself in the mirror every day and said, this is what I'm going to be. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And... I love that idea. So we're, we're in this series, Welcome to Earth. We're talking about, last week we talked about Jesus coming into this messed up world. We talked about King Herod killing the children um, to, to try to kill Jesus and, and how the world was oppressive and it was messed up, but it was still waiting for a savior, right? And so this week we're going to talk about... Um, the place where Jesus was born. Who, who knows where that is? Where, where was Jesus born? Where was Jesus born? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Very good. Now, a lot of people say Bethlehem, but it's not Bethlehem. It's Bethlehem. Hem. There is no ham in Bethlehem. Jews, Jewish people didn't eat pork, so it, definitely no ham. Um, but... Bethlehem, Bethlehem means uh, like house of bread, which is weird, right? Yeah, they, they were getting, they were, they were all about the bread there in Bethlehem. So it was like a bakery, I guess. I guess Bethlehem's the place everybody went to get a loaf of bread, right? So, so uh, Bethlehem was this little town. In fact, it was so small that in... Uh, in the Old Testament, there's this passage where it's talking about 
all the cities as the children of Israel come into the promised land. It's talking about all the cities in the promised land, and it lists them all, except it leaves out Bethlehem. Like, and Bethlehem was there. They just, it was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, they just skimmed right over it. And, and, and it just got ignored. And, and then somebody famous was born there. Before Jesus, there was somebody famous. Anybody know who the other famous person that was born in Bethlehem? Coming back, coming back, coming back. Ah! Uh, wasn't it David? David, very good. Yeah, David was born in Bethlehem. That's why they call it the city of David, right? The city of David. So first, you've got this little nothing city, and a king is born there. And then, later on, you have Jesus born there. And, and I love that first verse. Who wants to read that first verse for me there? Okay, coming back. Oh, that was, that was not a bad throw, but it was a terrible cut. I hope you didn't die during that. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a little awkward. Um. Yeah, just the passage for Micah. But you, Bethlehem. Big word, uh. Yeah, <laughs> Ephrathah. Ephrathah. Uh, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, those origins from of old, from ancient times. Very good, very good. So that's the passage. Actually, um, in, in the story, it had said this, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem to fulfill this prophecy from Micah. That Jesus was born there because, you know, God had prophesied through, through Micah that Jesus was going to be born there. But the cool thing about that is Jesus wasn't supposed to be, like his parents aren't from there. His parents are from someplace else. Anybody know where his parents are from? If you're reading ahead, you would know. Um, anybody know? Where, where? Galilee, very good. They were from Nazareth, from Galilee. So who wants to read that next uh, part? Read this first slide here. This is, how, this is how Jesus ended up being born in Bethlehem, right here. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census. census should be taken on of the entire Rome world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of line of David. Very good. So, so when, when they first came into the promised land, and I said this earlier, like they listed all the cities and stuff like that, but everybody who was in the nation of Israel at that time got a piece of property, a place that was like their family's land. And this land would be passed down generation to generation. And so that's what Joseph's family had property, had a place in Bethlehem. When I was growing up, my grandfather, he, there was a house nearby where his, he had grown up and his dad had grown up 
and his dad's dad had grown up. It was this big old house, and he called it the home place, right? And so that's what they had at this time. They had these places where it belongs to your family. And, and they even had stuff in place like if, let's say you had this property and at some point you had to sell it because you needed money or you, you couldn't pay your bills, whatever, and you sold that property, well, then every 49 years, seven sets of seven years, right, they would have a thing called a jubilee year. And in Israel, they would return all the property to its original owners. And they would forgive all debts. Like if you owed money, if you owed, uh, you know, you had a car loan, they'd forgive it. They didn't have cars, so you wouldn't have a car loan. But so I guess the best time to get a car loan would be like the day before the Jubilee year starts. I, I, bet, I bet all the all the lenders were like, nope, not wait, give me a week and we'll lend you some money. Um, so, but at that point, everything would go back. So here's what's really interesting: when Joseph gets to Bethlehem, we know the story, right? Where does he? go to try to stay. Well, actually, we'll, we'll see that. That's coming up. Who wants to read the next part? All right, here we go. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and pa- placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Very good. So, um, some of you may have read that like there's no room at the end, right? There was no room at the end. And, and here's what's really interesting. When you go someplace where you have relatives, do you ever go, out, anybody go out of town and you, and you have relatives out of town, right? And you stay with them, right? When I go to West Virginia, my mother-in-law still lives there. So when we go to visit her, we stay with her. Even if someone else is staying there, we still stay there. And it just gets crowded and it's fun. And, but we stay there. We don't go stay in a hotel when there's family to stay with. But evidently, Joseph, even though this is where his family is from, doesn't have any family to stay with because they're trying to find a place in a hotel, right, in an inn. And, and I always wondered about that. I think there's a couple of possible reasons I've heard people say. One reason, which is kind of sad and hurtful to me, is some people say that Joseph's family may not have wanted him to stay with them because he and Mary weren't married and she was pregnant. And so they were ashamed of him. I I hate to think that, but that might be. Um, It would be hard to explain, right? (laughs) Well, actually, it's not my baby, it's God's. Like, and they're like, no, you're not staying here. You're a liar and, uh, you know, a deviant, whatever. Yeah, you know, you're a liar and you're you're having a baby and you're not married. That's n- no good. But uh, some people, some historians believe that the reason that Joseph didn't stay with family is because there was no family left in Bethlehem. Because the taxes of Rome were so high that a lot of people had lost their property. They had had to sell it just to pay their taxes. And... Um, so if that was the case, that might be why the inn was so full, right? Because there were a lot of people who were coming back who didn't have their property. And so Joseph ends up getting to the inn, and it's full. There's no room. And, and that's where he and Mary end up staying. And that's why 
Jesus is born in Bethlehem because the Romans sent him there. Isn't that crazy? God used Rome to fulfill a prophecy from the book of Micah. Because there's no way Joseph would have traveled with a pregnant woman. I've traveled with pregnant women. It's not fun. It's not fun. You got to stop like every every 15 minutes. You got to stop to go to the bathroom. It's like, oh, it's too hot in here. Oh, it's too cold in here. Oh, it's too hot in here. Oh, it's too cold in here. It's like everything. It's it's miserable, right? And I can't even imagine how much worse it would be traveling with a pregnant woman on a donkey, because that would be that would be even that. There's no way that's fun, right? And so he, if he could have done anything else, he wouldn't have. If he could have had Jesus be born in Nazareth, he would have done that. But he ends up in Bethlehem. And so because of that, Bethlehem becomes this little nothing town, this worthless chunk of earth. Every kid that was born in Bethlehem, I bet, said, I can't wait to move, wait to move out of this nothing town, right? I can't wait to move away from here. And yet, this is what God chooses to bring his son into the world. This is the place that, that we're still talking about 2,000 years later. This little village of 1,000, 1,500 people is still the place. And look, and that's why I love this, this blank. That's why I put this, and this is why I think God chose Bethlehem. Because, because God uses what the world thinks is insignificant to do powerful things. See, the world looked at Bethlehem and said, nothing town, worthless, useless, not even worth mentioning in a list of towns. It's nothing for anybody. And God says, you know what? Challenge accepted. I'm going to make this the most known place in the world. I mean, think about it. If you talk about cities that everybody in the world probably knows about, New York, London, Bethlehem, right? I mean, it's on the list of some of the greatest places in the world. And, and, and it's a, still, it's not a very big place. God did powerful things by using this insignificant town. So this is the thing. When you look in the mirror... And we all feel this way sometimes. When you look in the mirror and you go, I'm really not worth anything. I, you know, I'm not as smart as a lot of people. I'm not as good looking as everybody else. I'm not athletic. I can't, you know, play any sports very well. I, I'm just nothing, right? Then I want you just to remember Bethlehem, right? We sing songs about Bethlehem. But at this point, it was a nothing place. See, God wants to use things that the world thinks are worthless, the world thinks are insignificant, to do powerful things. And the more insignificant the place is, the more his power or the person is, the more his power can be shown. Look at this next thing. I think sometimes we're like, I, I'm not able, I don't have the skills, I don't have any talent, I don't have any ability, but that's not what God's looking for, right? Look at this. God uses people who are willing, not people who are able. 
God's not going, hey, look, here's this person who's a great baseball player. I want a, I want a baseball ministry, right? And some of you are like, yeah, I'm good at this. This is what I'm going to give to God. Here's what God wants from you. God wants you to say yes to him, to say, I'll do what you want me to do, and then wait and find out what that is. When I was a middle schooler sitting where you sat, where you're sitting, I would have never believed if you had said, Chris, you're going to be speaking in front of middle school kids. I would have never believed it. I would have, I would have thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. I, I didn't even talk that much around my friends. I, I, was, I, was, I was never that kid. But, but during middle school is when I started feeling like God wanted me to do something. God wanted me to do something different. And I began to find parts of me that I didn't know were there. And before long, it was like, okay, this is who you're going to be. And, and so I want you guys to know that, that God doesn't need you to have a bunch of talents and abilities for him to use you. He just needs you to say, yeah, sure, I'll do whatever you say. Right? He didn't need a big city to bring Jesus into. He just needed a place. And so he not only picked a place that was lowly, but he picked a place inside that place that was lowly, a barn. A barn in a nothing city is where Jesus is born. So the next time, like I said, the next time you look in the mirror and you think, gosh, God can't use me for anything. I'm worthless. I I just hope the word Bethlehem comes to your mind. All right, let me pray for you guys and we'll be done. Lord, thank you for each one that's here. Lord, I just pray that they will remember Bethlehem. And at their lowest moments, at their most worthless Lord, that they'll think God could use a city that was nothing. So God can use me. Lord, I pray that they will be willing to follow you, willing to say yes to you, willing to do what you call them to do, no matter what that is. Thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.